1: Good afternoon, everybody. It is the Steve Jones Show after a victory in the Big Ten tourney for Penn State. McAtrillo here with you on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Steve will soon be there from the Sunbury Motors Studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, all new pre owned inventory. They have what you need either on 4th Street in Sunbury or at sunburymotors.com and a big win for Penn State yesterday once again the comeback kids down 16 against Maryland they come back and win that to finish the regular season last night they get down by as many as 14, 15 in the first half if you count that and they make it happen again (laughs) I don't know how long, how much longer Penn State can keep this up Steve's talked about this with Jim Ferry before but they've made it two games in a row where they've had two big comebacks. And hopefully they don't put themselves in that hole again tonight against Wisconsin, who hasn't been playing that great of basketball. But here they are with a chance to get to the quarterfinals tomorrow against Iowa, the third seed. And as I said yesterday, this this Penn State team can definitely make a run because they were in the good part of the bracket. They are able to beat Nebraska last night, albeit it wasn't in the fashion they would have hoped for. And now we'll see what happens tonight against Wisconsin. But the same things for both teams last night plagued them. Just for Nebraska at the wrong time, and Penn State was able to overcome theirs, was their scoring droughts. He had another five-plus minute scoring drought for Penn State in the first half. They got behind. Second half was a much different story. 49 points in the second half. And they start off with a big run and kind of kept things going, and Nebraska just didn't have it in the second half. And when you, when you got to halftime, I thought the winner of this game is going to be determined in the first five minutes of the second half, knowing what Penn State just did against Maryland. And then you saw what Penn State did, and you had a feeling there's a pretty good chance they were going to come back and win this game. And they did, and now we'll see what happens with Wisconsin. But can they sustain this? They have just got to be better in the first half because we all know well and good they may get away with it again tonight against Wisconsin. But it sure is not going to happen once they start facing the big boys of the conference, starting with a potential meeting with Iowa Friday. But the good news is for Penn State, the fact that Other guys have been able to step up lately is key. Especially Jamari Wheeler, who had another good start. Kept Penn State in the game when they were struggling. He was the only person that could hit from anywhere or finish drives last night. And then he had a pretty good game there. Everybody else kind of stepped up. Miles Dredd at the three late. Myron Jones got his points in the second half, too. So things just kind of worked out for Penn State here and there. So for all the struggles that Jamari Wheeler's had this year he's been getting hot at the right time and he's been a major factor for Penn State these last couple of games through, from the regular season and then of course to start the Big Ten tourney last night now as far as the depth perception and the crowd and all that that Kevin Kugler had mentioned yesterday I was looking for that big time because I thought those were some interesting points that he made of course he had the call last night on BTN and really uh, um, until they showed the shot where you saw the curtain that was kind of like that upward shot of the curtain and you can see the crowd and all that that was really the only weird note part I noticed other than that it looked like a normal setting of a court in a football stadium so I, I really didn't think it was that drastically different as I thought even with the curtain there in the background you'd have to really look and see at the other angles they were showing, coming back from breaks and things like that, to notice the difference of what you normally get with just one court in a football stadium instead of having the two like they have there now because that's obviously where they're going to have the NCAA tournament in a couple of weeks once Big Ten's done. And, of course, it didn't seem like it really mattered early. Of course, you going to get your first set of points till. I think it was two and a half, three minutes in. But both teams started off with threes. So as soon as that happened, I was like, well, I guess that throws the depth perception excuse out the window or idea out the window. But overall, they were up and down. And you weren't sure exactly, too, because, this, of course, the first game, Steve, was low scoring, but this, that wasn't that this big.
0: Just, this just in from Indianapolis, by the way. Um, okay. Carson Wentz is a Colt. All right. I uh, thought you said
1: he was going to be there for the game tonight. <laughs> he could. I mean, you know, they are allowing fans. That's true. Hey, Steve, I was just uh, mentioning this when you came on. I, I think Penn State is benefiting from different guys starting to step up, especially with when these scoring droughts happen. And as far as like keeping them in, and then when they and everyone starts to get going, like they did in the second half it proved very much worthy in helping them come back well, last night. Well,
0: Jamari Wheeler kept him in it last exactly. night. Exactly. Yeah, I just <laughs> mentioned that. Because in the first in the first half, Matt, let's be honest, they did almost nothing. Yes. Uh, and it was it looked like the first half in Maryland and look it was disappointing, but I remember saying to Dick at halftime I said, you know, this I so, you know what it reminds me of is how they're playing. I said, not Maryland, but said, it said reminds me of Purdue uh, when Purdue was in here. I said, but the difference is this. They were losing by 15 in halftime to what I feel is a very good Purdue team. I said, Nebraska's not Purdue. Nebraska's not Purdue. I said, that's the difference here. And that's why I made the statement. Then we come out of then we come out of the commercial break, and I made the statement. I said, "Here's the deal. This is how it has to be done." And I said, "You've got to get this thing down 14." I said, "You got to." I said, "The under 16, you got to be in single digits." I said, "At the under 12, I said you've got to put heat on them." And at the uh, at that point, and at the under eight, you need to have the lead. Sound familiar? There you go. That's what they did. Uh, but that that was the whole thing. You had to play it that way. you and again, because it's Nebraska, look, I think it's a great comeback that they made last night. Great comeback. No getting around it. Uh, but you also did it against the team that you should come back on. Absolutely. There's a reason there's a reason why they've won seven games this year. All right, they're, I mean, are they playing better now? Are they playing better now than at any point this season? I'm talking about Nebraska. Yes. There's no getting around it. There's no question they're playing better now than at any point uh, this season. No question. But, they, but they're still... You are who you are. And... You just knew that if you put game pressure on them, it was going to be a problem for them. Okay, If you put game pressure on them, they probably were not going to be able to handle it. Uh, they, they played Northwestern really hard, came back on Sunday, came back, came back, came back, took the lead. See, but what happens with losing teams is losing teams – end up making losing pro, uh, losing plays, right? And they play Northwestern. They take the lead. Northwestern misses the shot, and at the buzzer, Young tips it in. They play Illinois, Hey, okay? You know, people talk about game winning, like the, the Beekman kid hit a three-point shot today. Oh, my God, it was incredible the whole deal. Well, guess what? If Beekman missed the shot, guess what would have happened with Syracuse and Virginia today? They'd have gone to overtime. It's the shot you take where you're behind, <laughs> and you and you put your team, and you win the game on it. Now that's real pressure, because if you miss, you are not winning. Well, Illinois and Nebraska are in that spot, IU goes right, scores, goes right, scores, goes right, scores, scores, and they tie the game up. So then Fred Hoiberg runs a play at the end. You know this guy runs is. As as a fine an offensive mind as you're going to f- be around, so McGowan's has it. McGowan's has it, and Teddy Allen inexplicably comes over to set a screen for him. McGowan's. Is looking at him, and of course, when you set a screen, what do you do? You bring your defender with you. Now that McGowan's has two guys on him, and that's where Fred Hoiberg did the infamous rip the mask off and throw it to the ground. He was so mad. It's the only time I ever saw him mad in the sideline. And that's because losing teams make losing plays. That was a losing play. And last night, once Penn State... Here's the other part. Once Penn State got the lead, they kept the lead. And then there's Miles Dredd. (laughs) You'll love this. Remember, uh, it's obvious, Penn State did not play last year in the tournament. So for guys like Miles Dredd, Myron Jones... They'd only played in one ever Big Ten tournament game. They'd only played in one ever Big Ten tournament game. Did you realize that? That was it. Okay. Well, Miles Dredd didn't score in that game two years ago, and he played a lot. He missed every shot. He didn't, he didn't hit a shot. Well, last night, he's going through the game. Guess what he wasn't doing? He hadn't hit any shots. And then finally where they're up one late, Miles Dredd seems to do something late. He hit that straight on three. And when he did, that was it. That was the that was the uh, that was the shot that put the game away. That was the as as Wayne Larvey would say, the dagger. <laughs> it's amazing how that turns out sometimes. Amazing. It was tough, obviously tough one last night for uh, for Bucknell. So yeah, the part about that that you just don't know. I mean, you just don't know at all. Don't know. None of us have any idea how good Colgate is. I don't know how good they are. They play three teams. Even now, I don't know how good they are. I mean, it's just a game. I mean, sometimes, like, certain things happen. It's like, okay, you know, it's just one of those nights. Oh, well. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Michigan State jumped out to a 21-9 lead and then lost today. 21-9. One nine lost. Uh, Maryland ended up blowing them out in the game. Ohio State's all over Minnesota right now. Playing the first game is a disadvantage when you play the opening night. You want to know why? Come on, you can guess. Come on, you can guess. Trying to figure out
1: it. the. Trying to figure Wrong. out the court and all that.
0: No. That's one. But the, the the team that wins the game? In the Big Ten, you have to come back and play at 2 in the afternoon. You play the second game, which was the 9 o'clock game, you get to play the 9 o'clock game the next night.
2: Hmm.
0: Exactly. <laughs> that makes no sense to me.
1: Yeah, because you said play. yesterday the point was to keep everybody in the same time slot.
0: Well, right. And that's right. But, that, but they don't do that with the first game. I said that about Penn State in the, with the second game because I knew Penn State was in the 9 o'clock time slot tonight and tomorrow. So they'd be in, in 9 o'clock all three nights. Right? It's the way it should be. But I didn't say that's where they they're, they're keep the team in the first one. The first one, they are playing at, 2:30, at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Okay, great. Makes no sense. Zero sense. <laughs> oh man. Zero sense. How about that? But that's that's the part we're playing in the first game. We talked about it last night. <laughs> you play the first game, you'd think you'd be in the six thirty. No, nope, Rutgers and Indiana's in the six thirty game tonight. All right, today's uh, show brought to you by our good friends at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury Sunbury Motors, Key Roots 11 and 15 in Hummels Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com uh, We're also going to get a sponsor for the Carson Wentz is a Colt statement every day
1: <laughs> Oh really?
0: You want to know why? There's two reasons A, it's a fact, and B, it tortures you. (laughs) Here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Hara hands the ball off to Jones. Myron to his right. Four to shoot. MJ, crossover. Elbow jumper. No tip by Brockington. And good. Penn State leads 68-62. 34 seconds left. I should have spelled out G O O D. Good. Wow. Good. <laughs> As for you, Doug. F O U L E D, that spells FOLDA. Uh, meanwhile, sitting in a back office. <laughs> Could you spell that again? I missed the first two letters. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you and him for our local hoops doubleheader part two tonight really yes we have and central mountain in the district 5 a final and then leading in right to you and dj for penn state and wisconsin
0: very nice that's great Ah. Uh, You know, we should get Dave Ritchie on the show. That way he feels like he can talk once today. (laughs) That's not funny. (laughs) Great to have you with us today. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors taking your calls at 800-795-9565 this is the steve jones show on news radio 1070 wkok now from the sunbury motors studio here's steve jones sunbury motors 4th street in sunbury sunbury motors kia routes 11 and 15 in hummels wharf and online at sunburymotors.com for lincoln kia hyundai great new inventory fabulous pre-owned inventory great time to buy as well great deals all at Sunbury Motors 4th Street in Sunbury Sunbury Motors Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummels Wharf and online at SunburyMotors.com the uh, before we get we're going to hear from Dwight Galt Penn State's uh, strength and conditioning coach this is always an enlightening press conference with him Gives everybody a uh, just a real good idea where the team is before spring practice. Uh, Matt mentioned to me going as we went into the break um, that on our play by play call today, you know, we play a variety of them. And the other day we played the very good by the way very good play by play call the high school basketball game meanwhile you know who had to walk up and ask Matt yesterday uh, <clears throat> did you, did did you play the call I sent
1: you And I told him, I said, I have very high standards for the play-by-play call of the day. And it was very good. And, yeah, I put it on.
0: Do the words cry for help mean anything?
1: (laughs) All right.
0: (laughs) Dwight Cole is... I will be. I think most people consider him to be among the best in the business. I can be absolutely prejudicial and say I think he is the best in the business at <laughs> strength and conditioning. What a job he's done at Penn State. They had a chance to talk to the media about what Penn State has done during the winter workout program, which ended on Tuesday.
2: Hey, folks. How's everybody doing? Appreciate you guys uh, jumping on this morning. And uh... – it's good seeing you guys obviously i've been able to see you guys like we have in the past but uh hopefully that will change here at some point um just wanted to kind of give you guys just a up a little bit of a update on kind of what's been going on uh you know with with my area which kind of been front and center here these last couple of months but uh, we started our program on january the 22nd uh, which is the latest that we started um, for a couple of reasons, you know, uh, you know, one, because obviously school was delayed for a week. Um, and then, two, we wanted to get uh, – we have our discretionary week uh, responsibility to the NCAA. So we wanted to get three full weeks uh, of discretionary and to, to free us up, you know, for more, more training down the line. So um, the one thing that was a little different this year is that, uh, you know, combined with this late start – you know, with, uh, you know, with our, with the way our season, you know, ended up, um, with the bowl game situation, we ended up with having 37 days off, uh, between formal training sessions, which is a lot this is a long time. The most that you know, I've really had in my career. Um, and to be honest, I, I'm not going to say I wasn't a little concerned, you know, when we kind of figured the whole thing out. Um, but, uh, you know, we, we were really, uh, really blessed that, uh, the guys uh, did a pretty good job of uh, doing some things when they were still at home, uh, and then obviously when they got here, they were, they were rip-worn and ready to go. So um, it, it's worked out pretty well. We've ended up, uh, you know, in the, you know, I guess it's been 48 days since we started. Uh, in those 48 days of training, uh, we had uh, we got 21 weightlifting sessions in, and we got 14 uh, running workouts in. Um, the 14 running workouts, seven of them were pure speed days, uh, which, as you guys know from your experience with me, I absolutely cherish. Um, and then we had four winter workout days, which is an extremely valuable part of our program as well, you know, not only, um, you know, from a conditioning standpoint and a movement standpoint, but but really to bring the team together, um, you know, unify the team. So um, just a quick, uh, you know, real brief on on what that looked like is, uh, you know, we're um, we've got a very motivated hungry you know, driven team right now um, everybody really responded to to the 2020 season in a very um, you know, very motivated way, it's been a blast to train them, um, we still have restricted, uh, you know COVID style training, we typically have two groups in the winter, we had four groups So it allowed us to have smaller groups, Um, but then usually the bigger the group, you know, the more energy you have. But I'll tell you one thing: it was it was phenomenal. These guys uh, really did a great job. Uh, It was a lot of fun for us to train them, and uh, they they didn't miss a beat the whole the whole time. So it it was great. Um, Then this past week we did, uh, you know, we we kind of culminated the end of the the cycle with uh, with bench and power clean testing on Monday. Uh, and then we had squat testing yesterday, and uh, the guys did awesome. We're, we're in a really good place. Um, and I think, uh, you know, with not having a spring break and just going right into spring football on Monday, um, we're really going to continue to train very similar to what we have. So we, we feel like we've caught up in more from, from any kind of deficit we may have had just because of that long break. and and the way the season, um, you know, the season was early on with stop-and-go back in in September. And we feel really good, and we feel by the end of spring ball, we'll we'll be in a really, really good place from a strength, power, conditioning perspective. So uh, just kind of wanted to throw that out at you guys and kind of give you a little background of where we are, uh, and then we can open it up for, uh, for questions.
1: All right, when I call on your name, I'll unmute you, and you could ask your question. Uh, Let's start with Tyler Donahue with Lions 247. Go ahead, Tyler.
0: Hey, good morning, Dwight. Good to see you. Hi,
1: Tyler. Good to see
0: you, brother. So I wanted to ask about those 2020 freshmen, uh, the ones you've specifically seen make major leap in their first year on campus, and then kind of piggybacking off that, what is the challenges that they encountered considering what they experienced in year one?
2: Yeah, it was, uh, it's been a wild year for them. Um, you know, the one thing, Tyler, is we ended up with, I think we had 12 or 13 mid-years back in January, um, and we were blessed because they got to at least get to feel a, a normal winter training, you know. So that put them in a good place. The the thing that's really odd is, is more than half our team has never done a spring football right now. So this is a really a new thing starting up on Monday, and, uh, it was new for me because guys were asking me all last week, like what's, what's spring football like?" I'm like, "Whoa!" So that that's a different dynamic. Um, but for those other guys, Todd, that just came in in the summertime and that we brought in, um, th- this this time here was a real good kind of return to normalcy with normal lift groups and we spent some locker room and, like I said, some you know some lift time deals. But that that's kind of all they know right now. But it was really good to. To you know, to get them to see some normalcy. Um, as far as those guys specifically, Tyler, it's a really good class. It's a really good class, and uh, we got the, our our big guys have done a really nice job. It's a very tight class. They've been through a lot together. Um, they they're really tight. Most of them are, but this group seems especially so. Um, we've got a ton of talent. There's a lot of expectations for these for this class, even though they haven't been here that long to to be major contributors this year. So. Um, I think it's going to go down as a, as a really really good one for us.
1: Next, we'll go to Bob Flounders with Penn Live.
2: Hi, Dwight. Thanks for your time.
0: Hey, Dwight. Dwight, I wanted to ask you um, your your impressions and your thoughts on on the defensive lineman uh, at Penn State. Uh, you lost a lot of talented players uh, off of last year's defensive line. Three starters, a key reserve, and Shane Simmons. What have you seen uh, from the defensive lineman that tackles and pins? It specifically, I know you got some guys in through the transfer portal. Uh,
2: I think that you're excited about what you've seen from Eric and Arnold. Yeah, Bob, that's kind of that started out as you know, kind of you know, you know, one of those things that uh, we're like, okay, what are we going to do here? And um, you know, I feel comfortable in the, and I was coming up with some solutions, but I think it is really, uh, it's really played out, um, played out really well, and. Um, from a lot of different reasons. I think that, you know, our young talent has really stepped up and improved, you know, guys that we've all, we all know about, you know, from last year, you know, Adi Isaac and Smith Dilbert, um, you know, Akeem Beeman, um, you know, guys like that that got a little bit of a sniff last year have really improved um, not only their, you know, their strength, their power, their physiques, um, but also their, their football IQ and, um, you know, it's losing Sean Spencer was was you know he was an excellent coach and a great friend of mine, uh, and, and John is Scott has come in and just done a phenomenal job picking up where where Sean left off, um, and it's it's taken the players a little bit to kind of get used to used to to John, um, and now it's it's a really seamless deal from everybody. So um, I think that uh, another guy Devon has really, really improved. Has really matured, and then CJ must uh, PJ Mustafar uh, has really taken to a whole new level. He's gained some weight. Um, he's asserted himself as as kind of that guy, you know, on that defensive front, um, both physically and spiritually. Um, he's done a great job of leadership, and uh, you know, it's really he's, we're really looking forward to seeing him in the middle this year. Um, one guy that that we're really proud and pleased with, it's going to be an could, could potentially be a big impact guy for us this year is Nick Tarber. And, you know, he's a guy, as we know, we fought through some, you know, some low back and some hip and some other things with him during the course of his career here and uh, we feel really, really strongly about, you know, what Nick could provide to the program. Um, our two new guys, you know, talk about bringing in some, uh, you, know, you know, some roles right here the corner phrase but uh you know arnold and, and derek d'angelo have been phenomenal it's uh his last name arnold's last name and uh these guys these are two guys that are going to step in and be, be could potentially be great triggers for us um obviously they're both older guys um but they're they're very athletic they're very mature they're very hard they're very driven and, and the best thing is they fit right in i mean it's just uh you know, Derek. Uh, Derek did a great job in the power clean. Um, you know, on Monday, and you, you would never know he'd only been here for eight weeks. I mean, he's just treated like he's just one of the guys. Over so I that unit went from being a, a small little question mark to a, to an area that could be a real strength for us.
1: We'll go to Audrey Snyder with the Athletic. Hey, you got me. Hi, Audrey. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Um, I wanted to ask you about your quarterbacks and how have they been uh, specifically Sean and Taekwon and, and how is Christian Bay you kind of getting up the speed?
2: Um, well, you know Audrey, it's been a, it's a good question. Uh, you know obviously the the biggest the biggest thing going for the quarterbacks is Mike Yursich. So um, you know Mike has, has come in and uh, has taken this offense over. In, in a very uh, emphatic way and it's just been great and uh, everybody's right around him and uh, I think that uh, the, the adjustment to, to him his system um, has been really, really good and very positive. Um, that, that's kind of been the big thing is, is, is having the entire offense, not just the quarterbacks kind of start to learn what, what Mike's all about and he, he's a phenomenal guy and a great coach. Um, you know, obviously Sean, Sean is Sean um, he had an unbelievable winter. He continues to, to develop uh, his leadership skills. You know, I, I had him on a totally different program this winter that I think was really what he needed, um, you know, from uh, continuing to improve his, his ability to perform on the field physically but also to, you know, to make sure his body is, is as bulletproof as possible. Uh, you know, taekwon, taekwon has always been one of my favorite guys You know, he's uh, just—he's a a very, very steady, hardworking, positive, count-on type of guys, and uh, he's—he's really stepped up big time. And uh, you know, having a new coordinator come in has actually been a good situation for him because he kind of starts off on the same uh, playing field with learning that system as you know as as anybody else that would be older than him. So he, he knows uh, this is a great, great situation for him to kind of be on even there uh, just because, uh, you know, and, you know, Sean was to have so much more reps. So we feel good about him. And then Christian has been great as well. Um, you know, Christian, you know, Veyor, that's how you pronounce his last name, usually, And uh, he, he's done it as well. I think the coaches, you know, I've not seen him throw yet. So I think that that's, to be really honest, that's one of the biggest things that. Uh, that we're looking forward to to seeing on, on Mondays to see Christian throw. But he's uh, he's worked really hard. Having his mid year has has been a godsend. That's uh that's been a great sit- situation to have him and let him get this extra development and this extra learning from a quarterback position. So you um, yeah, we're not huge in numbers right now. Uh, Mason Stahl has been a great non scholarship player for us. It fits right in and, is, and is athletically is really good, has picked up the stiff as well. So we don't have great numbers right now, but we have great confidence in the guys that we have.
1: Next up is Nate Bauer with BWI. Hey, uh, Dwight, how are you? Good, Nate. How you doing? Good. Hey, um, I'm curious with with transfers coming into the program, uh, becoming a thing that are immediately eligible to play moving forward. For guys who have a few years lifting and training at the college level, is there a transition? Like, is there a a learning curve, I guess, to getting them into your system?
2: Yeah, Nate, it's it's been interesting. It's been good for me because, you know, I I like that we go ahead and spend a couple weeks with kind of getting them integrated in and then I start, I really kind of leave any kind of past training history out of it for then and and then we start kind of diving in a little bit just for my knowledge and everything. And, uh, it's been, it's been a big adjustment for them. It's been a very big adjustment for both of them. Um, and, uh, I think it's been a real positive. Uh, you know, I think that, uh, Arnold's, uh, background was a little different in that, you know, I think that they had a different situation, a little, a little more similar to ours than, than say they did down in, in Carolina at Duke. Um, but you know, Arnold came in and he wasn't, uh, he wasn't a typical weight of, a you know, of a Penn State D-end. Um, he's already gained seven pounds in the short time he's been here, and uh, he's an incredible athlete. So he he's blossoming big time, you know, with, with the type of training that we have. Uh, and then I can say the same about Derek. Um, you know, Derek came in, and, you know, Derek, it took him a couple of weeks to get into the program Well, for, for some other, you know, health reasons, and uh, once he came into the program, uh, it's, it's been phenomenal. Um, he, too, gained some weight as well. He's up to about 305 right now. Um, but he put 65 pounds on his power clean just in the short time that he's been here. So he he was able to clean 350 and, and really has done a nice job. But it's been a really big transition for him. Um, you know, the weight room mad, but especially, you know, those 14 running workouts we talked about. Um, you guys know, you know, kind of how we run those things. We get a lot of work done in a short period of time. And our guys get in shape pretty quick, you know, when they come in here as freshmen. But if you're an older player, that can that can be an adjustment. But uh, to Derek's credit, though, he, he's really done a great job, you know, catching on. And the guy's been very supportive of him. And he, he's almost there. So we got another few weeks to go, and we feel good about him.
0: It's interesting. I hear him talk about, like, clean three hundred and fifty. And all I think about is the power in that corner office. It's unbelievable. It's... Uh... Yeah. That's all he gives as informative a press conference as anybody does. You feel like you have a better feel of where everybody is going into spring practice. Spring practice begins on Monday for Penn State. That's Dwight Galt. Uh, Neil Kulong, next half hour. Great to have you with us today. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors on News Radio 1070 WKOK. So he says uh, in his press conference today, Langdon Tangwell I had a chance to actually talk to him and his father a couple weeks ago. He said Tangwell came in at 319 pounds with low body fat. I'm resisting corner office jokes here. Okay.
1: <laughs> I can tell. <laughs>
0: all right Neil Kulong next half hour looking forward to that uh when it comes to um, when it comes to the play-by-play call today the were there any requests that you had to fulfill to keep your
1: job or no we're all good today
0: but tomorrow could be
1: a different story depending on how the game goes yes.
0: That makes it seventy-two (laughs) to (laughs) twelve.
1: I mean, chicken win their first district title since '79, I believe.
0: That'd be great. Go get them. At least it's not Jersey Shore because we know how much the suit is revered (laughs) there.